tuned in. You've tuned into Geekalik Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for your official first issue of 2019 of Imagine If. Chris, we have a special guest with us today. Yes, we do. We have the the always famous, always spectacular Rafa. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I am doing great. Can I just say that there's no better way to begin the new year than by spending it with two of not just my favorite people, but I'd argue two of the most informative individuals in not just comic books but in all media that I've ever dealt with. Yeah, I'm glad Zelda and Jarvis are here because they do know a ton about everything they absorb. Those those two dogs, they're uh, amazing. I was going to say, I appreciate the compliment, but uh, it might be going a little a little over the top for me. I, 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 can't, I couldn't say that much about myself. Well, that's why you have someone like me who can say it for you. There you go. Hey. <laughs> the official hype man. Geek Elite, come get it. But yeah, we are... This is the first issue of... Uh, Imagine if in 2019, and I guess we want to reflect back a little bit on 2018, the comic books that we, we read and loved, or maybe not loved so much, and then what we expect in the coming year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's always neat to take a look back, and, and I know, like, it's funny because just before we started pro- uh, yeah, recording here, it's funny because it's like, how far out can we look? Well, we can look to March, and that's what's beautiful about comic books, you know, those solicits. Like, I know some fans are kind of like, I don't want to know. But I think that's great because that's what that's what hypes the story. That's what makes the newest issue that much more exciting because you know that it's leading to something further down the road. That and also it allows you to to get ready, right? Start saving up that money. That's right. To know yeah. exactly like, oh, I'm gonna have to buy this. I'm gonna have to buy that. That definitely happens. Exactly. Well, and I love. I'll I'll do an Amazon fish every now and then, and I'm like, oh. So this character, they're bringing back that in trade publication. All right, cool. We're getting that character back. This is exciting. <laughs> that's right. So. Uh, let's go ahead and start on what, what's on the spinner rack this January 2nd of 2019. All right. So it is the first new comic book day of the brand new 2019 year. Hopefully you've got some Christmas money left over. So let's go to the comic shop. Let's see what's out there at DC comics right now. You have action comics 1006. That's going to continue on the, uh, Brendis era of adventures. And this one's going to be dealing with some ramifications of Lois Lane, kind of what's going on with her and, um, secrets that are revealed that are basically going to be putting Superman and Clark Kent at odds with each other. So that's going to be very interesting to fall out. Nice. The thing I love about what's going on with action and a little bit also in the Superman books, whenever you look at somebody's desk in the drawings, you have to look like that's the new mm-hmm. chalkboard because mm-hmm. yeah, you see all the little, the, the little sticky notes and things like that. Like they had, they showed Cat Grant's desk and it had like a little Hal Jordan with a heart on it. So it's like, oh, it's those little Easter eggs. <laughs> all, right. all right, what's going on there, Hal? All right, this is cool. So definitely that's enjoyable stuff. But it had Hal Jordan, not Green Lantern? Hal Jordan, yeah. No, no, yeah, it was Hal Jordan, yeah. How would, how would Cat Grant know Hal Jordan, though? I don't think Hal is worried about his secret identity. Like, especially oh. in the Grant Morrison era of the okay. comic, I, I just think he's kind of like... He's like the Tony Stark. Right? Yeah, just, you know, I just I do what I do. I am Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they live in a world of, what, four, five, six, six of them now, Twelve right? of them or something like that? Yeah. Just Earthbound ones? Or yeah. Earth, Earth, Earth ones? Yeah, it's six, right? Or isn't, okay. gonna be, isn't there going to be another seven now? We haven't counted Alan, but if we do, so okay. we got Alan, Hal, 
Guy, John, Kyle, um, Boz, Jessica, and then the new Teen Lantern. So Teen Lantern, like that's eight. right. Oh wow. Well, can you count? Can you count Alan? Because we don't have the JSA. That's true. Right now, he's not. I mean. The, we, we do have the lantern back because of Doomsday Clock. But yeah, that's even right. if we take him out, though, that's still seven. That's, I mean, the, the, the Justice League was seven heroes. <laughs> that's a giant uh, green green Power Ranger team right there. Seriously. That's, I mean, all those... They are the emotional spectrum. <laughs> all those green lanterns on Earth, you would think that... Uh, was it uh, Blackest Night again with the whole Earth is the center of the universe? <laughs> that and just... I mean, Earth just keeps messing things up. <laughs> oh, this is true. Yeah, that's why we need so many, so many heroes. I mean, there's there's so many superheroes that come from Earth alone. Like, go back to Krypton; it had two at the most with uh, Flamebird and Nightwing, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. then Thanagar had just Hawkman. I mean, I know they had the whole um, police force of right. of birds, the but turns out like, the Hawkmen, yeah, yeah, but. Well, yeah. Adam Strange, he's like, I'm going to leave Earth and go protect other planets because <laughs> you all got the market going and here. I think, I, think, I think the thing that we need to understand, though, is I don't think Earth is the only one getting all these Green Lanterns. I think it's happening all over the place, but we're having, we're seeing it from Earth's perspective ah, because ooh. they're getting ready for the return of Superboy Prime. Because when he first ooh, showed up, he, he killed a lot of them. <laughs> Dude, he did, some, he did some chaos on Earth. That's a, that's a cool. I would read that. I'm looking the return to that. of Superboy Prime. Okay, how many years out are we from Crisis on Infinite Earths? That's you know it doesn't matter because 19 is a prime number. Uh. There, you <laughs> there you go. It's a prime year. Here, All right, DC first, Comics. Your first on. Imagine if uh, Superboy Prime making a comeback. Yep. October. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Oh man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's see, moving along. Um if you're a Neil Adams fan and you love his classic Batman, his stories were originally printed in hardcover in a special slipcase edition. They've tried doing the omnibus and it's obviously done very well because it's been printed in multiple platforms. Now we have Batman by Neil Adams volume 2 trade paperback. Now this is some really exciting stuff. Um you know, this is going to be the era of kind of the globe trotting Batman, uh, dealing with some outlandish adventures, squaring off against Ra's al Ghul and things like that. So very exciting. This is a trade I'm very excited for, uh, Batman Prodigal. So Prodigal is the first time Dick Grayson was Batman. Uh, this one will actually be printed in the whole Nightfall, Night Quest, and Night's End trilogy because it's like the 25th anniversary of Nightfall. Um, I've been getting these trades, and I love them. The only the only nitpick, and I was glad somebody else did this too, they had a Super Mario video, so they lined up their trades, and they had Mario running, and then he had to jump because they didn't print them cut off right. <laughs> because what they'll do is the spines – it's nine books in total. So three of them will build the night, the nightfall logo, and then three will do the night's end logo and so on. And, um, so yeah, you're like, they're, they look real beautiful lined up. Like I've got them on my shelf. I got my new as bat action figure and I got a Batman right there. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. But then when you look at it, you're like, mm, man, quality control needed just a little bit more. <laughs> but yeah, this will be trade paperback number eight. Uh, the last one will be the Troikia story, which, in my personal opinion, I wouldn't include it, but you know, I guess it's just easier to do nine books with those little spines that way. Yeah. Uh, let's see if you are into the Neil Gaiman stuff. It's still early into the era of the the resurgence of it within DC Comics. So, Books of Magic issue three will be out there. Dark Days, the Road to Metal Trade paperback will be put out there again. Uh, this story has been, it just, it rocked the comics world. Uh, that's definitely like probably a good highlight of 2018. Yeah. Um, 
So this will be the start of where it goes from. So that they're was 2018. Well, I it's, imagine it's probably started, late 17. It started then, late 17, but it, it culminated and ended. In okay. 18. Yeah. So, but I mean, it took a while there. Um, but yeah, so they're gonna they're probably gonna be running that again. From they did the hard covers, and now I'm sure they'll be doing the uh, trade paperback versions. Yeah. Uh, Detective Comics is getting there. We're at issue 995. Wow. So, you know, last year we had Action Comics 1000. This year we get Detective Comics 1000. <laughs> this is fun. this is going to be, you know, this is the comic that gave us DC right here. So this will be very exciting. I Flash. think we'll have to do another roundtable for that. Yeah, hey, I'd, I'd be up for that. Let's get the guys together yeah, and let's talk. a lot of fun. You know, let's see where we're at with Bruce Wayne and his world. Um, Flash is on issue 61. I believe this is where the Sage Force is really going to start being explored more, which is great because you say the word Sage, we all have a different idea. Like, <laughs> I think more magic. I don't think telepathy or, you know, whatever it really is in this case. So that'll be exciting to see there. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps Volume 7 will be released. This will be the final volume in that series containing the Dark Stars Rising story. I actually enjoyed that one. I thought it was neat. I really wish that the Dark Dark Stars um, would have been kept so that way they could be something out there in the space world as well. Because I used to love in that that mid-90s Green Lantern when you had your three teams. You had the Green Lantern Corps, the Dark Stars, and then the Legion. But it wasn't like the Legion of Superheroes. It was L period, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole acronym of it. So I thought that was really cool. Um, this is my comic perk. This is my pick of the week from DC heroes in crisis. Number four, I've, I'll be honest with you. Like this is a tough one to sell to people because it's going to be a very introspective comic, but then it's going to have some crazy beats of action. I mean, we're seeing people die and get killed here. And then we're also seeing heroes pour their hearts out. Uh, so it's, it's going to take you on a roller coaster. But for me, the best part of this roller coaster is my two friends are on it now. (laughs) Yeah. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Man, they're back in action. This is the first Blue time. Blue and Gold Adventures. Yes. Yeah, but this... Booster's crazy. No, yeah, you're wrong, man. <laughs> we still have three more three more issues to go. No, God, five more issues to go. It's been extended to nine. We're going to find out something happened. <laughs> so, Ted's going to heal Michael. He's going to be like, dude, come on, man. Shake it off. And Mike's going to be like, ah, oh, really hit me bad. And he's like, all right, bro, I got you. And, all right, I'm good again. Yeah, and there it is. Yeah. I just I, I I know I'm still on issue two, uh, so I'm I'm behind. But uh, it and from what I've been reading on the Twitterverse, people are not all up in it. Like, or I guess it's very divisive of of whether or not people are liking the the, the issues, the story so far. Which I don't understand how you can say you don't like it when it's only issue four when we got nine issues to go. Yeah. Well, or, but this, five issues ago. This kind of talks to what, what Rafa and I were doing when we were driving over here. We were talking about Identity Crisis. You remember that, too. A lot of people gave it hate. Yeah. And I think it's one of the best DC stories out there. Oh, right? definitely. It, that that was the launching pin to like really DC Comics getting off their ass and doing events mm-hmm. in a bigger, grander scale, I believe. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think this and is And having ramifications from their events. Yeah, it's true. It wasn't just like, okay, here we go. This happened and the status quo is preserved. No, I mean, you you read this and you're like, oh my God, you know, this this area of fandom just got rocked. Yeah. You know, something yeah. happened. So I think this will be a story. Yes, it's going to get critiqued hard every time it comes out with an issue. Um, but I think when it's all said and done, I think it's going to be, it'll stand up on its own. It'll be up there in the Giants. But do you think an, another reboot's coming? For the world, I mean, because how how do you, I mean, just in issue two, I've only been to issue two, like how do we how do we deal with a world with its no there's no poison ivy and no uh, Roy Harper or uh, uh, Wally West 
you know, this is going to be, this is tough for me to say, and I'm going to say it. I don't think the editorial is, is as tight as it was. Like when Rebirth started, I felt like everybody knew what everybody was doing. So it's like, hey man, can I borrow Green Lantern for my issues of Flash? That Hal Jordan had the same voice as he did in the book. And I thought that was great. But right now you have like, I mean, Bendis is going to be like, I want to have Superman fart all the time. And that's going to happen in action. And that's going to happen in Superman. But it might not happen in Justice League. You know, because I mean, you've got superstar writers again. We haven't had names like this. I mean, we've got Scott Snyder. We got Tom King. So, I mean, <clears throat> unfortunately, when I'm reading this stuff, because like, like, okay, we were just talking about Detective. Like, I'm going to admit, I'm going to be somebody who's just going to jump in for issue 1000 and leave, you know, because, well, I do love, um, oh my God, his name's slipping right now. Um, he the, wrote. The ahead. writer of Detective? Yeah, the writer of Detective. No idea. Um, <laughs> well, he did Super Sons. Still don't um, know. Oh, gosh. I'm reading cool. Detective, too, which is funny because <laughs> it's not a Batman book. It's a book about the rest of the Bat family, at least the last time I read an which, issue. Yeah, when you were reading it, because right now Bat, Bat, Batman is back. So I cheated. Pete Tomasi. I feel there like you a go. jerk. I know this guy. I love this guy. But like when I'm reading Batman, like when I see him in Heroes in Crisis, he doesn't even sound like the same Batman that's in Batman. And both of those are written by Tom King. That's odd. Um, Batman in Scott Snyder's Justice League doesn't sound the same as he does in Detective. So it's it's kind of hard. I mean, we've we've well, this has been a problem forever. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel know. like that's the way it's been with Batman forever, especially Batman. Yeah, like it, it, he's he's. Well, he's such a big character. I mean, he, he's bigger than you. Like, he, yeah, and then he's also. For the longest time, I think he was more of the flagship character other than Super uh, before Superman yeah. for DC. Like people, especially with the movies, as many movies as he had, people know Batman. So you write him for whatever book that he needs to be in. Yeah, and that's the hard part too, because I mean, some people like the detective, some people want the more action focused, some people want the one from the animated series, and so like it's kind of a an, a culmination of all of these. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It really depends. And I think that creates a lot of uh, problems for some people because they might want the best Batman possible, but written by different people, you kind of get like a like down in the dumps Batman versus a Batman that's more like yeah, let's do this. Yeah. I just want I just want to return to form. I want the Batman that was on the Metron's chair. Ooh, who just knew everything. That'd be interesting. You know, I was I was really hoping that there would have been more more fallout from that um, Dark Side War. I agree. Because like I loved the idea of a mother box Green Lantern ring, the mother ring. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I want to see how, you know, talk more about like, yeah, dude, I was the God of Light. Like, this was crazy. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, yeah, there was so much more. Or, the, you know, the, the that could have been, that should be something in Heroes in Crisis. Like, can you imagine Barry like sitting there and he's like, yeah, I've died. You know, like I faced the anti-monitor and I saved the whole universe and reality changed and I came back and reality was different. My mom's dead because of these actions. My dad's in prison. Oh, yeah. Then there was a while where I was death. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's true. God, that, he's going to get at least two nine, nine panel pages because there's so much you could pour into those right there. Anyways, moving along. So, yeah, um, Heroes in Crisis is out. Uh, moving along, we've got Injustice versus the Masters of the Universe, part six of six. So if you are a fan of the Injustice Universe, this is the last time we're going to see it. I don't know if we're going to get another miniseries, maxi-series, ongoing, or what. Um, I have promoted this book so much. I loved Injustice. I think it's one of the best versions of the DC Universe we've seen. Uh, it's forced me to go and play some video again, video games again, which I haven't done in a long time. But I'm not going to lie. 
I haven't been reading Injustice versus the Masters of the Universe. It just seems like such a far-fetched idea. I mean, it's cool Like if I'm home with my action figures and be like, fuck yeah, He-Man and Superman beat the shit out of fucking G.I. Joe's bad guy, Cobra. You know, that's cool. <laughs> but, you know, in the end, I'm going to be like, man, I wish Spider-Man was here. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of Bendis, Jinx, his self-produced, self-written, self-drawn, if I remember correctly. His self-drawn? Now, yeah, I believe he, uh, he he did the art for this. Let me double wow. check here. Usually, it's, it's No, wait. Is it Maleev? Uh, it doesn't list an artist, so I, I oh, believe this wow. is him. That's interesting. Yeah, and actually, I'm going to say this is this this art isn't too bad. Like I, Because I've seen some of Bendis' art, and I always remember like, I think it was Joe Quesada who said this, like when he was talking about Bendis, he was like, yeah, you know, like when the whole Marvel Knights thing really took off and it got fantastic and, you know, we saw this, this young scrappy kid, Brian Michael Bendis, and we were like, yeah, let's, let's get him. He can, he can do some cool stuff with Daredevil. And we talked to him, we're like, yeah, we want to get you on the Daredevil book. And he's like, as artist? And they're like, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) We want you to write it, not draw it. You you don't don't need to do that. He's like, I don't mind. No, no. It's because you have to wait to get to that notoriety and then you can do the whole direct acting producing that's right written by <laughs> starring yep. yeah you gotta you gotta work your way up before yeah. you get to those levels yeah um but so anyways yeah so if you're curious about the story jinx i hear a lot of good stuff one of these days i know i'm gonna have to check it out and this will be the this will be the edition published by dc comics so i think that's what's neat about jinx is I think you could actually get a DC one, a Marvel one, an Image one, and then when he first produced it. So you can have this thing like the multiverse of Jinx, you know? So that's kind of cool. Do you know if the stories are continuing? Like, are they, is it just one big story? I think right now it's just one big story. Over, like, this will just be the trade. And who knows? I mean, if it catches, hey, so I'll revisit that world. He has the two Superman books and that Age of Wonder or whatever, like the, the Young Justice world is going to be called. Yeah. So he has all those books. And then he has all the, the, like, creator own books that he's bringing to yes to uh the the dc universe because naomi is a new one that's gonna be coming out yeah and that's his and there's more i don't know if you guys yeah. are big on instagram i i'm so i'm bummed that i don't know how to access them, this information but i guess today he put like a big dump of pictures and he's like here's what's coming in 2019 no more explanations speculate enjoy <laughs> and like yeah there was like batman beyond the new gods and one other major property like i think in total there's like 27 pictures i don't know and i was like oh my god i want to see this cuz when he says new gods i'm hopeful like i could totally enjoy seeing scott free voiced by brian michael bendis i would i would i think he might he might be the guy big enough to make me want to read the rest of the new gods so okay. how how long do you think before he has his own uh, his own crossover crisis? event? <laughs> it, what do you mean, like in terms of like with his properties and the DCU? No, just a DC like uh, oh, when he helms an event, yeah, like a fucking what you call it, um, a, a heroes in crisis, essentially. Ooh, that's tough. Honestly, I guess maybe. Let's see. Doomsday Clock will probably end in like. 4052 um so sometime after that yeah sometime <laughs> after that of course um i honestly i could see them i could see them probably like prepping him for something with having the two superman books um it's probably just going to be one of those things like hey let's see how doomsday clock plays out let's see how it goes and then let's grow an event from your superman book so i could see maybe 2020 him helming a dcu event 
So, okay, here's the 10 pictures on his Instagram. The first one is obviously Batman Beyond. It's, yes. You got Terry McGinnis or someone in the Batman Beyond suit like coming towards you as he's falling from the skyscrapers. Jason Todd. It could be Jason Todd. <laughs> uh, then the sec- second picture is a um, Wonder Woman with a, you just see her the crown on her head and, uh, or I'm sorry, well, I don't know, is it a crown or a tiara? But uh, it's definitely in the, drawn in the fashion of uh, Gal Gadot, so that's interesting. Uh, then you have a older looking version of Superman. You got the super the the suit sitting on a rack and the shoes sitting next to him, and uh, the two people in the shot are definitely not Superman. There's a blonde lady and a dude with uh, brown hair. So oh. I'm pretty I sure mean, that's Harry Osborn. It looks a lot like it would be Harry Osborn. I mean, then again, there is a spit curl there, so it might be Superman just drawn weird. With brown hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, then you have Superman chasing after Thorn. Thorn, come back. Don't run away from me like this. Is Superman falling for her? Oh, Lois Lane is afraid that Superman's falling for Thorn. Ooh, oh, okay, wait. I just, I just, I, okay, big moment for me. I just figured out Instagram, <laughs> so I'm excited. So I think if we go back, <clears throat> to the Superman suit on display. Okay. I think that's Commandy. Okay. So that's, I think that's that old comic last book. Ma- the yeah. Last Boy? The Last Boy. So that's some jo- that's some Kirby stuff right there. Okay. Wow. Let's see. Yeah. Superman falling for her with Thorn. Ooh, okay. That's Rose and Thorn. Um, so they've, they've had many variations of her. Uh, Rose and Thorn was originally Alan Scott's first wife. Right. And that's where we get Jade and Obsidian. But this looks more like the Silver Age version. And they've they've tried to like introduce her several times into the DCU and see what they could do. So maybe she'll be coming back, huh? Next picture is uh, the Batman standing next to the Bat Signal, and he's looking away from it. I don't exactly know whose art that would be, and kind of seems like he's turning on the signal himself. Huh? So Death maybe maybe Gordon. something for one thousand. <laughs> yeah, probably probably some for one thousand. Maybe he's uh, bringing back Batman Incorporated. Maybe. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> Uh, or maybe that's someone else taking on the mantles of Batman, and they're you know they're sad because the original Batman's not around anymore. Ooh, Dick Grayson in the bat suit. Who, I like who it. hasn't been Batman yet? I mean, all, all the sons have. Jim Gordon have had all to the, go. Oh, I get, Jim I mean, did. Yeah, you, you you counting like like in. I don't future think Tim stuff? really got. I'm talking a, future future Damien. Yeah, future Tim was Batman. Really? Well, okay, that's right. You're right in that whole even in Battle for the Cow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they all had their own. Well, I want him to have a good arc as. Wait, Batman. when has Todd been Batman? He was evil, evil gun toting Batman that took on uh, Dick. Like it was, yeah, he was, he was Batman the for, like, for the cow a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Azrael was already Batman, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Calling it. This is uh, Stephanie Brown. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> the twist. So, uh, I think we got more. What? Some more. That's, Kirby era art? Yeah, it's Kirby. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily Kirby art, but it's OMAC. It's okay. Because if you look, you oh, can there see is the OMAC symbol yeah. back there. Which only means some character is going to die again. And it does say OMAC oh, in, the, in that bubble. <laughs> and it says, no, it can't be, not now. We're not ready for him. So I'm telling you, Superboy Prime is coming back. Oh, my God. <laughs> we need us a good crisis. <laughs> Uh, what can you make of this next image? This is a, a yellow and black symbol, and there's some points coming in from the side. Hmm. This wouldn't be Legion, would it? It, could it be. is. Oh, it's you're the right. L That's and the, the star. Yeah, That's Legion. Legion. Wow, right. good. So, I. This is gonna be doing a Legion book. Yeah, wow. maybe he'll. Maybe the. Maybe it's finally time to read them, so that he he might be able to sway us. Now the next picture is that. Uh, 
is that from Watchmen? Is that Ozymandias's? I get that vibe, but I feel like that. I think that to me, I'm I'm channeling more going back to Legion, the one who. Like, Wallfire? Yeah, like he's got that suit, and then when he uses his powers, the suit just collapses. So I almost feel like that's like the face mask. Okay. I'm thinking of, I don't know, it might be the same character. I don't remember where it's coming from, but um, he was a Russian superhero. Oh, Rocket Red? Of, Rocket Red. Mm, yeah. uh, that's the vibe I get. I don't yeah, know Yeah, I get that. Uh, next, we got this uh, Neo-looking guy. <laughs> John Wick, dude. Oh, it is kind of John Wick also. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, watch out for that pen. <laughs> oh yeah! And look, he so, killed uh, he killed Bruce Willis. There is going to be a John Wick comic book, right? But it's not DC, no, is it? It's no. uh, Dynamite. But that's Ivan Raya's art. I see the signature there. Yeah, it looks like he totally killed that guy. Popped him one in the neck, and then like he's unloading the clip from the pen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hair, for some reason, makes me think of Jason Todd. I don't know why. Well, I feel like there's some white, you know, like there's some white in there. So, yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Like if you took on like kind of like how Dick became Grayson or oh, Rick, working for Spiral. Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't know. If this was Jason, I don't, he doesn't look like him. And then that goatee is throwing me off. <laughs> Next picture I assume is Superboy because it looks much younger than Superman. Yeah, it definitely looks like John Kent with uh, the, the shoulder pad. Oh, and, uh, you're going John Kent. I was going with Connor. No, I'm thinking John. Really? Yeah. Well, have you seen the new costume John got? He returned to Earth. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. We'll have to, I'll have to show you a picture of that. So John Kent's back on his little tour de force with his grandpa, Jor-El, right. with the crazy face. And he's bigger. Like, he's taller. He's bigger. He's more filled out. And, yeah, he's got a little bit of a different super suit. Mm. Huh. So, yeah, I totally, that's what I'm seeing. Oh, and that's the last picture. So, there you go. Bendis, follow him. I'm just glad I, I, I can see how Twitter works. Or not Twitter, um... Instagram works. Instagram works. I need to do it, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I feel like that's... Isn't that the one where you take pictures of your food? Yeah. Yes, but you can also take, take pictures, pictures of my of food and anything. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's the your Brenda, your Bendis break for, for right now. Yeah, we just gave him a lot of airtime. We did. <laughs> well, I mean, he's doing a lot with DC, and we're talking DC at the moment. So. Yes. No, well, I mean, right there, that's 10 pictures dumped out with a lot of stuff. I don't, I don't know where I I don't know where I saw New Gods in there, though, so I'm curious to see where that came from. That could uh, that could have been the new Ma- OMAC thing. Me, well, yeah, it, did, it did look very similar. Yeah. I, I never I never associated those two. Yeah, but I, I feel like both books are, or both properties are very much... Uh, uh, lesser known, so, so they just need the help from throw each other. all the Kirby crap together and make a book. <laughs> throw Commandy. Man, in there. if that's a so that's John Kent now. Damien is gonna be pissed. Oh, so angry. <laughs> even though like he was all John Kent was always taller than Damien. At least Damien would be like, "Well, I'm older," but now it looks like John's older. So it's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Try bossing that kid around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's see. Um, that kind of sucks though for the Kents. Like their son. They they literally you're missing out on some of those formative years. Yeah, unless they that, de-age him. And that's one of the cool things that I loved about you know the Superman run. Yeah. Before uh, Bendis, I thought it was very grounding in the fact that we get to see Clark and Lois have this relationship with their son. But I mean, we got a lot of that, which was nice. But yeah, those are formative years. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I I, I got a feeling that. I, I don't feel like this is their John Kent. I just feel like it's going to be the bait and switch type of thing. Oh, just because okay. it's like, I mean, like when you really sit down and look at stuff and like, obviously, why did we have New 52? Well, Superman's old. Okay, well, you brought him back 
And then you returned him to what he was, and now you and gave then him you a gave teenager. A kid, yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, because, I mean, right now we're kind of seeing Spider-Man almost de-aged because of the movies. Right. You know, so now it's like Superman's old enough to be Spider-Man's dad. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. You know, like it's... I never thought of it that way. Damn. Yeah, it's kind of feeling that. All right. You know? So the Amalgam Universe where Super Soldier is the father of Spider-Boy. Kind of is because he's a yeah, clone. He's a clone, yeah. <laughs> So now he gets to give him that. He gets to give him the speech that, you know, my pa used to tell me. With great with great power comes great responsibility. He's like, wow, that sounds like something Uncle Ben Ross, General <laughs> Uncle Ben Ross used to tell me as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, we need more. We need more mashups. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Moving along, though. Um, Justice League Odyssey issue four will be out. So it looks like that book's back on publication track. And this one has a significance because this will be the first time in the post rebirth, I believe, that Cyborg is actually doing the booyah in comics. Oh, oh wow. So Yeah, we're getting that moment. Old Lady Harley, issue three of five will be out there. Hey, if Marvel can do old books, so can DC. So, yeah, we're going to see some adventures of the geriatric generation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Powers, volume two, will be out there again with some Bendis information or Bendis comic books going out there. So another one of his publications. Raven, Daughter of Darkness, is at the the big issue 11, and it's a 12-parter. So this is going to have a great cliffhanger, and let's see what happens. How does Marv Wolfman close it off? Speaking of Bendis, once again, Scarlet, issue five of five. That'll be closing that up. Uh, Superman Kryptonite Deluxe Edition hardcover. Now, this was an interesting story because at the time it came out, I think, I no, I definitely know it, it got overlooked. Darwin Cook, we all know him. Uh, we were very much, you know, New Frontier and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people forget that he wasn't just an artist. He was an artist and a writer. And there yeah. were times where he decided like, hey, I just want to write and let somebody else do the chore. So they got Tim Sale to come in and do this. So it's Superman Confidential, issues one through five, and issue 11, and they were all written by Darwin Cook and drawn by Tim Sale. And they're basically putting this together in a nice hardcover edition. Um, This is neat. Like, I would definitely say, you know... If you liked Superman, a man for a Superman for all seasons, which was Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale doing a Superman story, yep. I'd almost say this is kind of like a spiritual successor. You oh. know, this is kind of a neat, you know, great book to put next to it. Oh, I'm going to check that out then. Yeah, I definitely put it out there. Uh, Terrifics issue 11 will be out there. I believe that is probably the only book right now going strong from the New Age of Heroes. Uh, Titans will hit issue 32, and then to cap off from DC, Wonder Woman issue 61, which will continue the new era of Willow Wilson as writer on the Wonder Woman stories. <laughs> so let's see here. Um, looking through the other Dynamite, just to give some independent love. Project Superpowers is out there. That basically takes a bunch of Golden Age superheroes and brings and tries to bring them back with some beautiful... Uh, Alex Ross covers and, and actually a lot of different people. We have all the way to letter J for variant covers. So they're getting a lot of action there. Rainbow Bright, she's back in her own comic book adventures. So who knows? That could be intense. Rainbow Bright? Yeah. Uh, she's going to team up with the Care Bears and <laughs> take, there's, out, take out darkness. There's the whole I emotional think, spectrum right there. I think you need to get the... Uh, Ponies in there. My Little Ponies in there, too. That's true. That, that, <laughs> that's going to be the next cinematic universe. That could. Gem. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's actually kind of cool. They tried doing Gem. It didn't work. It didn't work. Because they didn't bring the rest of the color. Yeah, and they, they, and they didn't together. bring the song. They didn't yeah. bring the song. And can you imagine Gem flying overhead, spreading out the rainbow? Bam. Here comes a stampede of the My Little Ponies. <laughs> and the Care Bears are riding them with lassos. And then... 
I forget who the other property was, but they'll be there as well. <laughs> For sure. It'd be a resurgence in toys. And as we all know, that's where a lot of the money is. That's where the money is. Well, what's this Mattel's calling? <laughs> Give me that uh, Twisted Metal comic book. That's what I want. Oh, my gosh. That'd be awesome. The origin of the ice cream truck. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, shifting again, uh, going over to Image Comics, um, Savage Dragon. A lot of people forgot about him. He's still going. He's on issue two hundred and forty-one. So does Eric Larson still write that? Let me find out. I forget. I, th- I think he is still in control of his book. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's writing and drawing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's still doing it. Wow. Yeah. This is titled "The Captain's Name Is Tootsie." So yeah, if you want to get some just ham-fisted adventures with humor, that's the book to go to right there. You know what? It's a, it's unfortunate. That, that ham-fisted doesn't get used more often. That's, that is also true. I, I imagine Spider Spider Man Noir does says that word a lot. But uh, Savage Dragon couldn't wear a cop hat. Yeah, You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, he could never. When he does formal blues, you know, he wouldn't be able to to wear his cop hat. I should have made one with a little slice. Yeah, and put it right on there and have enough yeah. fin action. Um, Walking Dead is heading towards ep- issue one hundred and eighty-seven. I feel I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put a potential spoiler. I, I don't know because I'm, I'm being a bad fan, buying the book and not reading it. Um, I think 200 is going to kill Rick. You mm. think so? I think so. Uh, I know, and I don't think I'm, I'm alone on this one, but I think a lot of the fans of the comic, the age jump killed Rick. Like, it's hard enough to be like, okay, you know, here he is with – you know, he's missing a hand. All right. You know, that's a struggle and he's overcoming it. But then now with the bad legs and being older, it's like, ah, you know, he he just doesn't, you know, it's like reading about your broken uncle, you know. So it's like I just I kind of feel he went from being that cool everyman character to now he's he's way just too damaged. So I think it's time to bring something forward. But, yeah. but it's the year of the geriatric comics. So. That's true. I guess, yeah, he should be part of that, that, that old, group. Old man Rick. Yeah, <laughs> old man old man Rick. There you go. You know, I, I, I always said, and I don't know if anybody's, any of you are still watching or ever watched the, the show or if uh, you know anybody that's caught up doesn't want spoilers, but I always said they would never do the lose a hand, like Rick lose a hand thing because there's just he's just on screen too much to have a prosthetic hand like that. That's true. But they ended up doing it with Aaron. You know, they gave him his. They, they crushed his hand under a log, and now it, now he's wearing like a a metal prosthetic. I guess I don't know how they would have created oh a metal God. prosthetic, <laughs> but but they did, and and he's he's on screen a lot since Rick's not around. So that's I thought that was interesting. That is, I'm I'm really surprised. Uh, but again, like what was it? Uh, Agents of Shield. They they played with that idea. Yeah, they gave uh, Yo uh, Yo to two prosthetic arms, but it's just it, it, that's a different type well, of show. Well, even their their main guy. Oh Clark, yeah, right. Yeah, but he his hand looks just like a regular hand. It's so sophisticated. Like I guess that's true. The <laughs> Agents of Shield, they could do that. Where it's like, oh, this isn't a loss. This is an upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to get that Terminator hand. That can't hold anything. Remember those as a kid when you'd have the little toy and you could yep. that had the four fingers and you could move uh-huh. each one like that. Then of course we all did the, the, middle, the middle finger. finger. So they're right. like, all right, we're only giving you three prongs. <laughs> all right, so moving along now into Marvel Comics. Oh, and one quick thing. Sorry. Today, this week, uh DC Comics. They will probably this month, I imagine, as well. DC Comics will be running a tribute to Stanley. It's a beautiful image, just a black cover. Um, let me pull it up here real quick. Uh, black cover. 
And then it has, with utmost respect from the distinguished competition, Excelsior, in Mirandum of Stanley, 1922 to 2018. I think that's really awesome that they, they did something. I think that's great. Um, he did do some work for DC. Yep. You know, uh, one that's that's out there, and I think it's it's really wild. Um, obviously, he did his whole Just Imagine Stan Lee creating the DC universe, right. yeah. and those are some kind of... Neat, neat amalgams. I'm, I'm sure um, that they have. I, I know. I know for a fact because I remember from that the world, the multiverse book guidebook or whatever. But that that world still exists in there in their multiverse. It's like Earth something. Yeah, it's it's in there. I, they haven't used it, but yeah, it's definitely there. Because they feel like didn't didn't their Flash show up somewhere not too long ago? I I, I, f- I think it was during when DC was doing that. Remember when they had on the top of their books they were saying sightings? Mm. And it was like, these are big, like right around that infinite crisis to final crisis era. I think they were doing something there where they were having them pop up. Because, yeah, like the tangent universe Green Lantern would yeah. pop up with her, her wild looking lantern and stuff like that. But they never really capitalized on that, which mm. is a bummer. Um, but yeah, so, but I, well, the one that I'm looking forward to, so, and I wish they would do a trade collection of this, um, when Julius Schwartz passed on and that's, that's the DC Stanley. Um, he's the Stanley before Stanley. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't, you know, he just, you know, television wasn't going to promote time for comic book folks and all that. But anyways, when Julie passed away, um, DC comics did, um, a celebration of issues and Julius, Julius used to do the DC way of writing comics. So he would go to the artist, he'd have him draw an image and then he would take the image to the writer and say, write a story around this. So, you know, that's why we have those crazy fat headed flash issues where it's like, all right, I'm just going to draw the flash with a giant head. And now you've <laughs> got to write a story about this. And so anyways, they revisited that idea with several creators and on the Superman issue, uh, Stan Lee wrote Superman. So that was like it was basically Superman going up against an invisible football um, football player. It was weird, but yeah, they, they wrote something <laughs> there. I think Jeff Johns also wrote the other story in that one as well. Oh. Yeah, so definitely be on the hunt for that. All right, so here we are. Marvel Comics, let's see what they've got for us. Amazing Spider-Man issue 9 is getting a second printing. Um, I believe this is – it's been a great era. Um, this story was – I'm not going to lie. This was kind of a little bit lame, but it was really neat because – uh, basically, the Thieves Guild takes everything, and Black Cat's the only one who can help her help, help Spider-Man get everything back. But I thought this issue was really great was that Black Cat finally confronts Spider-Man, and she's like, look, I know we were lovers. I know we were together, but I have no clue who you are under the mask. So Pete finally reveals his identity to her. So I, thought oh, that I remember really hearing cool. about that. Yeah, so obviously that was a big enough thing to get the issue to get reprinted. That's the big reason for. Let me ask you this, and it's kind of putting you on the spot. Both of you can answer if you know. Uh, how many Spider-Man books are out there now? That includes Peter, Miles, and Gwen. Can you think? Does Silk, so. like, Does Silk and, still have hers? No, and unfortunately. Then, and, and I mean like monthly, like regular monthly, not like so offshoots or crossovers or anything like you that. You got Spider-Ghost, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, and Friendly Neighborhood. I don't think we have a Peter Parker book right now. No, I don't think we do. Um, we don't have a 2099. Actually, I think it might just be down to the four. And, and Renew Your Vows got canceled, right? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen much on them, which is kind of sad because I don't even think it got, like, it just kind of, like... Ended. Yeah, there you go. Like, what about... It, and Well, and Ben doesn't have a book anymore? No, his ended on issue 25. Oh, wow. So it's not as many as I thought. Yeah. So that's why, like, honestly, like, okay, I would love... I want Silk 
and Kane to get together. That'd be a good one. I really like the Spider Women. Uh, yeah, like one. they had a great like. There's a great group of of characters out there that are, you know, Spider Totem. Is Julie Carpenter doing anything right now? No, she's doing nothing. That's why, like, I I want to put her with Ben. I think that'd be great because it's like, you know, like she should really be attracted to Ben because it's like, wow, you, since you're that clone, like I can't tell what your future is going to bring. Oh, because so, she's the new madam. Yeah, she's madam got web. the new yeah the new like web powers and all that stuff. So I think that'd be neat. Put the four of them into a book and bam, there you go. And then there's Maddie. Maddie's still around, right? Oh, like rarely. I think just because it's like, oh, hey, let's put her in a panel because <laughs> she's a spider person. You know, it's kind of like how yeah. May, Mayday Parker is, you know. It's, oh, yeah. They're out there, but we're not going to do much. So then if they did a bunch of like, if this led to some more Spider-Man issues, but they did them in pairs, duos, right? right. And it was male and female. What do you think they, those would be? So I like the idea of Kane and Silk. So right. then, and then Ben and Julie. I like Ben and Julie. So do you do you include Jessica Drew in there? I uh, mean, why not? Like definitely put her in there. I don't know who she. Maybe you know she. I think she should have a crush for Spider Man Nor. I think that'd be cool. And, but he's obviously going to be like, no, I'm too. But see, too I, dark to open myself <laughs> up to you. I like the idea of keeping it all. Like in the in this realm of time, so I oh. I would put him her with Miles, like just like the two. I Miles think, is a kid. I'm not I'm not saying yeah, hook him up. Yeah. Oh, you're saying okay, team ups and stuff. Like, up, oh, okay, yeah. okay, I get you. So Sorry. I think she would tra- train him to be more of a spy, especially with his incognito mode, his you know invisibility mode. Oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, that's like, a she should good idea. teach him like, hey, you got this cool power that none of us have, so let's show you how to develop it. Mm-hmm. God, once he's done working with Drew, then along comes Natasha. Oh. <laughs> she's a black widow. She's why not? She's going to be like, all right, kid. Now it's time to really harness your potential. <laughs> well, she was. He did. He they kind of did during he, the whole Secret Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah is in his in her red room, yeah. essentially. But yeah, but we need to revisit that and make Do it actual. Do you think um, PlayStation 4 Spider-Man is going to get his own comic book? Ooh, I think so. I think he's going to get a miniseries, if I remember correctly. So I haven't played that game yet. Is it... Does... The, the it's Peter Parker, right? It's Peter Parker. Does it does it vary far from the Peter Parker that I read in the comic books? Uh, very, very similar. I think he's the closest to like Dan Slotts. Okay, okay. Spider Man, in my opinion. Uh, but the cool thing is, in universe, uh, Miles exists. Oh, and so um, it could easily turn into Spider Men without mm-hmm. the whole dimensional crossing over. Nice. Um, I mean, really- we saw the the Spider the PS4 suit in spider-verse mm-hmm. so that's i mean they definitely know how to connect all their shit they do <laughs> and it's a really good game and if you guys want to borrow it i'm more than happy to let you guys borrow it dude, i do need to try that thing out it looks amazing because dude the ben riley suits there so it's it like is. i can finally have you know ben riley the adventures of ben riley <laughs> oh it should have been <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's see moving along um avengers issue 10 will be getting a second printing um i i don't know the historical Reference to that one, I just know this era of Avengers has been doing fantastic. So, you know, if you haven't gotten the first one, you get a chance to get a second, you know, come after it again. Um, Speaking of amazing stories, and it's kind of interesting that this is getting printed now. Avengers Kree Scroll War trade paperback new printing. This is supposed to be like an epic in terms of the Avengers, and this is definitely the classic Avengers. I've never read it just because... Oh, sometimes some silver age stuff just does not age well. Um, but I mean, for them to put this out now and we have a captain Marvel movie coming up with scrolls in it, 
this might be the time to finally bust that book open. So uh, if you know some Kree Scroll War knowledge, I think you're going to be putting your trivia to the test at the movies. And I think that's why they're putting this one out there. Champions will be relaunching it with a brand new issue one. Uh, this book, I think the directive is they want to make a Legion of Superheroes. So they're not going to, like, what does what what ruins the Legion of Superheroes at DC Comics? Time travel. So how do we fix that? We make it now. We make it relevant. So I think this is going to be a great book where you can take a lot of the Marvel Now characters and give them a place for them to be showcased. Have them in the revolving teams. Like, basically, I look at this as, this is New Warriors. You know, this is that era. Yeah, that would make the most sense. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I think that's going to be interesting. Um, Marvel's really excited about this one. I can't say I am, but it's definitely going to be something that's going to be big. Conan the Barbarian, he's back in the Marvel Universe. Um, and he actually will be in the Marvel Universe. Like, he'll be doing his Conan adventures and his Conan time. But he's also going to be featured in the Avengers uh, spinoff book. I think it's called Time's Out or something like that. So basically, when they did that whole Avengers... Um, that that weekly series, oh god, I can't remember. Stand not standoff. Um, no surrender. When they did that, mm-hmm. they're going to get that creative team to come back and do like a seven or eight issue mini series, and they're going to have Conan as part of the team. So that's kind of weird. So, see, I'm, I'm all for that kind of stuff where you bring in these characters, but I just don't see Conan existing yeah. in the Marvel universe. Well, I, I I see one way, and it's got to be in the Savage Land with Kazar, right? Okay, uh, yeah, I could see that. You can, yeah, that's, yeah, you that's can play the only that one. Yeah. But I mean, I, I I think if you want to be true to the character, he's just he's a hero of a different time. Okay, you know, and you know you can have those time travel adventures. But I mean, uh, to me, I I think you'd kind of I think a lot of fans would get mad if they did that, where it's like, oh yeah, it turns out he existed in the Savage Land the whole time. You know, <laughs> I mean, like well, Mr. Miracle, not many people know about him enough that they could not Mr. Miracle, Miracle Man. Where when Marvel finally does something with him, they could do that. Like, oh, he's just always been there. He just whatevered. But Conan, like, he's popular, but not popular enough. It's a weird, like, little niche of, of fandom. But I think they're, like, I mean, I don't know. It's, like, when they announced this at the conventions, people were going nuts. Huh. So there's something to it. I just, I don't get it. But, you know, hey, Conan is a hell of a character. I mean, Arnold okay. did it. Yeah, Conan's <laughs> going to get uh, bitten by a spider. And- <laughs> spider Conan. <laughs> I would love to, to like... If he gets shot forward to time to present time and then like him and Hercules to hang out, like I feel like he'd be the one that to relate mostly to him. I could, I think that'd be neat that, yeah, there's like some past history where he's like, Herc, and he's yeah. like, Conan, what, the, what are you doing here? And he's like, what is this world? It's weird. What is Wi Fi? Conan and Asgard? This place is weird. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, then now here's a, some reprints that are going to be that I would definitely put on your radar. Daredevil's issues 609, 610, and 611 are out there. And that is basically containing most of the um, Death of Daredevil series and also the end of Charles Soule's run on Daredevil. I thought it was great. Um, I enjoyed the way he ended the book. He ended it on kind of an, an interesting, mysterious note, which most of the writers do. Like when Bendis left the book, he put Daredevil in jail. So Ed Brudebaker was like, shit, what am I going to do? And mm. they've kind of done a tradition. So Charles Soule was like, okay, I'll kill him. Let's see what happens. <laughs> see how you fix that. Yeah, so yeah, you know. So they'll see what they've got there. So, well, but in the world of the Infinity Gauntlet, I mean, yeah, hey, anything can happen. Yeah, <laughs> man without fear. I'm not afraid of dying. Uh, Deadpool issue eight will be out there. Deadpool by Scotty Young, volume one. Merkin hard for the money. Uh, I know a lot of people did enjoy Scotty Young's take on Deadpool. I think he was also the writer of that. Not just the. I don't think he was the artist. He was just the writer. So that's kind of interesting there. 
Uh, speaking of some more with the movie synergy coming up, Death of Captain Marvel trade paperback new printing will be out as well. Uh, I scored an old copy. It's a very emotional book. It was really neat to read that one finally. Uh, Jim Starlin was the mastermind behind that one. And it was just so wild to see a superhero like, yeah, you know, Superman dies by Doomsday's hand. Okay, no, this is cancer. Like, how do you beat that? So I thought that was really, it put a human touch on a very inhuman character, but it was really worthwhile. Um, Death of the Inhumans will finally be collected in trade paperback. So for all you X-Men fans, there's the book. That's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fantastic Four issue three will be getting a second printing. Going back to that, Chris, though. So (laughs) so does Marvel's experiment with the Inhumans finally end? Yeah, I think it did. I think the TV show not doing well and, you know, them getting back uh, X-Men <laughs> proper, like, I think, yeah, I think the Inhumans is going to go it, away. It, it kind of sucks, because, mind you, I'm not the biggest fan of the Inhumans. I think it's interesting. I love Black Bolt. Just everything else about that is just, uh I like, um, I like Karnak. Like, okay. I, well, that's, like, my character. If if I had a character from the Inhumans, I don't read the Inhuman books at all. Well, so. thing is, what I liked about the Inhumans was it was the royal family. You know, yeah. like, it was not, like... Like the X Men, they're walking the streets. You know, they're out there. The Inhumans, no, they're in the city of Adeline, which has been closed off from humanity because it's like the Inhumans look at us and they're like, why the hell would we want to be like that? You know, and I remember the Fantastic Four cartoon in the 90s and they had that Johnny fell in love with Crystal. And, and, but unfortunately, in order to save them, they put the big dome up and so they could never breach the dome. I mean, if Reed Richards can't break through, nobody's going to get through that thing. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you're right. The experiment where it's like, okay, well, unfortunately, we can't use Fantastic Four at X-Men, so we'll just let them die off. But how do we get that? How do we get, oh, well, the Inhumans are kind of like X-Men. No, they're not. Inhumans mm. and mutants are not the same. Nope. So, That's like, I, I never understood the royal family going out and fighting crime. Like, that yeah. is the part that got me. I was like, yeah, that's that, that and, like, there's too many secret cities in in comic book universes or marvel universe even even just marvel I mean, because you got wakanda was a secret for a long time yep. well savage land the savage know. land yeah, i mean at, you pick at, any at, hero Atlantis. they have something yeah you know they have something that is like here's my own little corner christ there's how many corners <laughs> <laughs> dooms totalitarian state yep. yeah so but anyway so yeah so i think this is kind of definitely and I, I agree i think the inhumans need to be taken off that pedestal not put away because you'd never want to kill a fandom but i think rushing them to that high level and turning them to something they're not is what ultimately was the downfall. So, I mean, you know, like I know it hurt for us, you know, Cyclops fans. um, But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you know, we, I mean, you know, you look at where the X-Men went when the X-Men movie started blowing up. You know, sometimes it kind of was where it's like, man, we miss what we had. You know, I mean, it did take them to some bigger heights. And luckily, some of the writers did a good job with that. But, you know, if any of that failed, well, I mean, yeah, look at X-Men 3. You know, then you kind of had the X-Men in a lumpy stage where it's like, what do we do? And I think that's why we got lucky as Cyclops fans where it's like, well, hell, let's take Cyclops and let's make them militaristic, you know, and then bam, you know, that whole crazy thing. But we'll talk more about that later. I know for sure. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Um, Fantastic Four issue three gets a second print. Guardians of the Galaxy, Tomorrow's Heroes, Omnibus. Now, if you want to go get this, which it's Omnibuses are great. And this is a great collection of, uh, of first appearances and origin stories. But keep in mind, this will not be the movie team. This will be the classic comic book stuff. So this will be the original Guardians, um, basically the, re- the Reavers, as we've seen them in the movies. So you'll have Yondu, um, Major Victory, and, and uh, the weird 
ball looking guy. So you'll have all them <laughs> together and then maybe they'll sneak Star Lord in there as well. So it's it's a worthwhile thing, but if you're curious, I'd probably recommend the trade over the omnibus. Immortal Hulk issue 11 will be out there as well. I cannot say enough about what Tenesti Coates is doing. This book has been fantastic. To me, like if Tenesti Coates ever comes to DC, give him the Spectre. Because this is the Spectre right here. The Hulk is the spirit of vengeance. And it's okay. fucking wild. Oh my God, it's <laughs> nuts. And who's, who's Hulk right now? It's Bruce Banner. It's still Bruce. Yeah, and yeah, basically and Bruce Banner has learned it's like, no matter what I do, I cannot die. And it's like, and that like he went from angry to now angry and depressed, which those are two emotions you don't want together. <laughs> that especially was, that, when that you was get a green. mood for 2018, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what did 2018 give us? Immortal Hulk. <laughs> Um, if you're reading the Infinity Wars, we still have one more issue, Infinity Wars Infinity. So this one will start to, this will basically show us what happens. So if you're okay with a spoiler, if you're not, mute it and go ahead a couple seconds. So mute in three, two, one, mute. All right, so the stones have their own souls. And basically, Adam Warlock sent them off into the world, into the galaxy, to go find themselves. So now these stones, the six of them, will choose a person and basically create the Infinity Watch team. All right, end of spoilers. So we're going to see how the Infinity Watch team is built with the fallout from the Infinity Stones. Um, Killmonger will be on his third issue of his five-part limited series. I've heard great stuff about that, which is fantastic. Man Without Fear, number one. There's a reason why they reprinted all those Daredevil issues, because Man Without Fear is going to happen. So before we get the brand new relaunch in February of Daredevil, this month of January, each week we'll be getting a part of the Man Without Fear story. And basically, it's going to be all the side characters reflecting on the life of Matt Murdock, and also, who's this mysterious Man Without Fear running around protecting Hell's Kitchen? Because, you know, Hell's Kitchen now has a Starbucks and it needs protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel Knights, the 20th anniversary, is on issue five of six. This has surprisingly been good. I was hesitant to pick it up. The first issue, I was like, this is awesome. Who's the cast right now? So it's basically like your, your, your prime cast is definitely Daredevil, Punisher, um, Hulk, and T'Challa got a great issue on or a great solo issue on issue four. Okay. Um, it's basically you know all the heroes that have been throughout the Marvel universe, and basically we discovered right, what we what we got from issue four is Reed Richards the the machine that he had for the Sentry to make everybody forget him. It looks like it got reactivated again, so everybody's forgotten everything except luckily Frank Castle was haunted by dreams because in this world Frank Castle has a new life. You know, he's got a new love in his life. He's a cop and everything's fine. One day he arrests Bruce Banner and Bruce Banner's like, dude, you don't remember me? (laughs) It's me. It's Bruce, you know. And so then he wakes Frank up. They wake up Matt Murdock and so on throughout. So it's definitely going to start coming to a conclusion, obviously, with issue five. Uh, I just thought it was great because in the first issue we see Karen Page and you're like, what the heck is going on here? Um, But so I I don't know how it's going to play off, but I'm very excited to see what it's going to do. Uh, let's see. Marvel superhero adventure, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse issue one will be out there. If you've got your young ones, or if you were just so touched by the magic of Spider-Verse, go get this book because that's fantastic stuff. They've been doing some great stuff there. Marvel tales is back and Marvel tales will be featured all throughout the Marvel universe this upcoming year, because I believe this is the 80th anniversary of Marvel comics. 
And so what they're going to do is they're going to take Marvel Tales and reuse it as a way of reprinting old stories or having off stories, the, just the characters without really being handled by continuity. So they'll get some famous people working on these. So we're going to have Marvel Tales Fantastic Four number one starting now. Mr. and Mrs. X issue seven will be out. Return of Wolverine issue two will be getting a second printing. Runaways issue 17, Shatterstar part four of five, Spider-Geddon, which is now ended, but we will be getting issue three having a second printing. And since it's ended now, the trade paperbacks will start coming out. So we'll have Spider-Geddon, Edge of Spider-Geddon trade paperback. These Edge of books are really exciting because they basically give you like little vignettes of all the different other characters from out the Spider-Geddon. And then this is a big trade, or this is a big omnibus that I almost went for, but I I did pass because I got the trades luckily. Spider-Man, Ben Riley Omnibus Volume 1. This will basically showcase Ben Riley as Spider-Man because there was a time <laughs> when Marvel editorship was like, yeah, man, that Peter Parker, he's not Spider-Man. It's all Ben Riley. So he became a server at the Daily Grind, uh, dyed his hair blonde, had a really cool Spider-Man suit, and just went out and fought crime and did it awesome. The hardest part about this, and, and I finally did some research with my, my back issues and putting them in order, there's a story called... Uh, I think it's uh, Spider-Man, The Lost Adventure. Darn it, I wish I could But Anyways, um, it's a little four-part, and it basically deals with Ben Riley meeting up with his, his former lover, and she's, like, ready to admit that, yeah, you know, like, I've, I've, I killed somebody. Like, she basically was being abused by her father. She killed her father in self-defense, but she ran away. And so he's excited to be like, hey, we're going to live together. Everything's going to be great. I, the hell with being Spider-Man. The hell with being Parker. You and I can just go off and live our own lives. Uh, of course, Kane, this is back when Kane was, you know, the whole putty face, angry bad guy. <laughs> he comes and fucks it all up, almost threatens to have been exposed by the cops. Which, of course, you can't have that happen because that's going to ruin stuff for Peter. So luckily, Ben screws it all up. Uh, Elizabeth is her name. Elizabeth Tyne, I think, if I remember correctly. She finally realizes what she's got to do, turns herself into the police, and Ben manages to escape. Then the next story arc is the death of Spider-Man. I was like, oh, man, Ben almost had this happy chance, and then next issue he's going to get impaled by a glider. Hmm. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, if you love that era of Spider-Man, there you go. It's true. I um, love the third best Spider-Man. That's that's where you go. <laughs> <laughs> who's your number two then? Peter. Peter, and who's number one? Kane. Oh, oh nice. there you go. All right, all right. He's I'm not your it. he's not your everyday Spider-Man. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that reading it, reading his stuff was a lot of fun. That's true. All right, so Star Wars Love, Star Wars Age of Republic, Obi-Wan Kenobi issue one will be out there. I'm sure this one's going to be a a very important series because Obi-Wan Kenobi is a very important character. Uh, Star Wars Han Solo, Imperial Cadet, issue three of five, exploring the early years of Solo as a young man. Tony Stark, Iron Man issue seven will be out there. And then obviously if we're at issue seven, that's enough to collect the first Tony Stark, Iron Man volume one trade paperback, self-made man. So this continues on with the new adventures of Iron Man. You know, I going back to what we were talking about earlier with characters and their voice, I tried out this era of Iron Man. I didn't feel like this was the Tony Stark I'm used to. Like it just, the voice did not seem right. I don't know. Maybe it was me, but yeah, I just did not get into it. Um, going back to Conan, the True Believers this month will be collecting Conan back issues. So we'll have True Believers Conan the Barbarian number one and to, uh, True Believers Conan the Tower of the Elephant issue one. Uh, so those are both $1 each. So if you want to try Conan, that's probably the safest way to do it. Uncanny X-Men issue one is getting a second printing. It did that well, but it's still going to have that hefty price point of $7.99. So shop carefully. And Uncanny X-Men issue eight comes out this week as well. 
Uh, Venom issue eight gets a second printing. Winter Soldier part two of five will be out. I like this issue, this 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 kind of this mini series of the Winter Soldier. I feel like he's kind of doing like a little bit of a heroes in crisis type thing, where he's like, "Look, I remember being a bad guy against my own will." So he's going out and helping people that are like, "Look." Uh, in the first issue, he's going to help a cop escape his life. And this cop was basically being a dirty cop. And he's like, look, I don't want to do it anymore. So Bucky comes along and helps him escape. Uh, it's been real interesting. The bad guy that they're introducing is basically kind of like, I almost feel like this is uh, the Bucky version of Gabby. The uh, oh, What's the, the, the clone from yeah, X-23? Yeah. From Laura? What's her name? Honey Badger. Honey there Badger, go. yeah. So like this is some kid who's like running around with like some, you know, crazy padding and like, oh yeah, you're my hero, Bucky. I kill the shit out of people. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, whoa, that took a twist. And last but not least, Wolverine, The Long Night Adaptation, Part 1 of 5. Now, that's um, interesting because The Long Night was a podcast story. Exactly. It was a radio, it essentially is a radio uh, adventure, like what they used to do in the back in the old days. And I, I hadn't listened to the podcast. It just recently came out for free. Yeah. Like for a long time, it was behind a paywall. Uh, but now they're doing the adaptation to that. So I wonder how closely it is if you can sit there and listen to the, the podcast and like, follow along with the book Ooh, that's cool i didn't even think about that that'd be a that'd be a fun way to if they did that right that's what they should be shooting for yeah so yeah so yeah a lot of stuff there i went into some overtime sorry but yeah a lot of great (laughs) stuff to get excited about for the start of the year so well i mean that that kind of takes us what 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 is it that you're excited about for 2019 story-wise Ooh, so many things. First of all, I'm going to jump right in. <laughs> no, do but, it. A uh, couple little things, because then I want to talk about the big thing. <laughs> um, but first, I didn't know that they're coming out with a Buffy the Vampire Slayer reboot. Right. And so, I, one, I love Boom Studios. Boom Studios has done a lot of great things with Planet of the Apes. They've done a lot of great things with Star Trek. They've done a lot of great things with Power Rangers, yes. my personal favorite. So, Buffy the Vampire Slayer being one of my favorite TV shows growing up. And Scott Summers' cousin. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> to me, having the reboot's going to be awesome. Uh, besides that, I found out that they're doing a Young Justice, which is going to be awesome. Right. So the fact that they're coming out with that, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with that. And then, of course, hopefully they're going to finish Doomsday Clock. <laughs> yes. And stuff is picking up, especially with Doomsday Clock number nine that's coming out. Dr. Manhattan versus the DC Universe. Just the last issue itself, it's finally just picked up. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm excited to see, going back to the idea of, of is DC heading back towards a reboot? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> if Dr. Manhattan and Superman throw fists, we'll see what happens, that's, right? So it's pretty big bangs right there. <laughs> so those are some of the ones that I'm mostly looking forward to. But of course, um, X-Men, uh, Uncanny X-Men Annual number one. Yes. Got the return of our boy. Mr. Cyclops. So it's been a long time coming. I'm hoping it's done justice. And I'm just, I'm so, there are stories that you listen to, the stories that you read, there are stories you watch. And some just hit you on that emotional level. I know that whenever I'm listening to something that you guys create, or even just sitting down and talking, a big reason that we go out, watch movies, read comic books, watch TV shows, listen to music is because there is something there that kind of glues us together. Mm. And there's something in there that just kind of radiates with you. So the fact that Cyclops is coming back, that just brings so much positivity, not just to me, but to the future of the conversations that we're going to have. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to, especially the devastation to seeing what's going to happen there with. Are the X-Men going to die again? What's going on? We'll see. 
So I mean, going back, I mean, so you know, Buffy, which is interesting because that was that was somewhere else before it was Boom, right? It was at uh, Dark Horse. Dark Horse, Dark Horse yeah. yeah. Dark Horse had it. And uh, is Whedon uh, from what I understand? Uh, no, it's going to be Dan Mora. Okay, is going to be writing, and so it's not going to be Josh Whedon. But Boom has has produced nothing but great stories. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they have to do because I know with the ones that Josh did. They were continuations of the seasons, right? So right, there was yeah. seasons 8, 9, 10, 11, Correct. I think 12, it went to 13. All the way. And I didn't read all of them. I think I got the, f- the first two seasons that came out afterwards. And then I just kind of fell off. Not because the material was bad. It's just I read something else. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, the art looks good, at least from the, the, the poster that was up. So we'll see where that goes. Nothing better than... Well, one again, fighting vampires, but again, Buffy. It's and then she always did more than just vampires too. Which yeah, I thought was, a it bunch was, of demons. Yeah, it was. It was a good. It was a good fun time. Now, uh, with um, Doomsday Clock, which I am also excited that if we get an ending for yes. in, in this year, uh, I I want to reiterate earlier. I just I was just asking if it's going to be a reboot of the world. I don't want one because <laughs> even though I love that era right before um flashpoint like that era of, of yeah, from DC pre-crisis Comics. to yeah uh like i'm, I'm digging rebirth like the rebirth universe is yeah, pretty cool here. for me yeah, yeah I, I really like i loved it a lot more than i like the new 52 universe but i mean there are characters that i'm missing but it sounds like i'm gonna get them with the with bendis bringing uni- uh, young young justice back so that's awesome yeah. yes but how, how do we see doomsday clock ending i don't know i i really don't because and then Chris and I talk about this all the time because they they hadn't planned on it being two years or three years. It was supposed to be the one year, and we're already supposed to catch up to that point. Like, we're past it. Yeah, we're supposed to be November past that point. November was going to be the yeah. one-year anniversary of when this story ended, so Doomsday Clock should have synced up with the Superman books and everything, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Bendis <laughs> is writing our Superman now, and so yeah, so I, I kind of feel like... I feel like the ending's going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I don't think it's going to be as grand as it was. I think what we would have gotten would have been something, but because things have to change because you're, you know, it's as much as they want to cater to one writer, they also have to realize like, hey man, we're publishing comic books, so you know, get yeah. on there and go. Um, I don't think it's going to be as grand as it was, which is kind of a bummer. But at the same time, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, like, what what do we get? What's the fallout? Like, could this be, you know, maybe if we're talking about a reboot, or what if it's the destruction of the um, that universe, of the Watchmen universe? Like, boom, it's just done. Or, you know, is it the destruction of that universe? Or is it the folding in? It's do the they, folding in. You know, it has to be the folding We have the Watchmen in. now. They're part of it. They've squared off from the Justice League from day one. It's, and it's like the reverse like reverse zero hour, I feel like. Like everything from World War Two or World War One on is going to just be like, oh, it, it all starts to it be folded in. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. That's why the, they've been... Utilizing so many new super, that's why they're having that new Superboy John come back. Uh-huh. Basically, what they did with Rebirth with Superman, right? They're just gonna, all of them are gonna go into one Superman to fight Doctor Man. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate. How, how with Young Justice coming out? How do you have Connor Kent and Jonathan Kent if they're gonna be around the same age? That's gonna be strange. Yeah. With, now here's something because they they've thrown out the word imprint. And I just, I don't know, like, I look at the two Tim Drakes and I don't feel like they look the same. Oh, no. I, what I, if this is just like, 
just write stories, you know, like this is like the lost tales of young justice. Like where it's just like, Hey, here's a fun area to just play in there and do this where they're not necessarily bogged down by continuity. Like it's almost like something like the young justice cartoon, you know, where it's like, just have fun. See, and I, I see it more as old man Logan showing up in this six one six proper. It's going to be like out of time, out of dimension team. That's just like, we were part of this team that, that, or this world that was, uh, pre-flashpoint and then our world disappeared but we were we were stuck on the outside kind of thing yeah so i don't know it, it could be it could be the same thing as you, what you said but we'll, we'll find i guess we'll find out i'm excited for I mean, it. how many times have they merged now because ever since ever since flashpoint we had so new 52 and then the big event that happened was convergence yeah oh yeah i forgot about convergence <laughs> a lot of with, people did <laughs> yeah with convergence now we're going kind of into rebirth because i was like a because Convergence was like a, a, a soft reboot, which then went into a harder reboot with Rebirth, like what, two, three, four months later? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, between Crisis and, and, and Flashpoint, you also had Zero Hour, which was kind of a soft reboot also. True. I imagine there was another one in there somewhere, right? Well, let's see. We had, because it was kind of interesting, like they took, you know, the... the the revisiting the 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 catalog of DC heroes, while DC the company moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, so you had Convergence, which I enjoyed, but I don't think the fallout from it was as big as it could have been. No. I mean, we still got to remember that there's a Hal Jordan parallax running around out there. Yep, you know, um, and not just because it's one of my favorite characters, but that's a huge force to be reckoned with. I mean, he gave a zero hour. Um, then that led into what the DCU era, mm-hmm. which kind of didn't really take off. So then you had the rebirth issue, um, which was kind of like a big thing. I, I think that was a big moment in the, the DCU brought Wally back. Um, and then what the button and flash war. So we've, I guess now we really haven't had like a big universe thing. Cause even though I know you could argue that, Oh, maybe heroes in crisis to me, that feels like, like it could be a good justice league story. But it's not featured in the Justice League right. series. So, yeah, I guess we really haven't had much. Well, I mean, yeah, it's about that time then. <laughs> yeah, it is going to get there. Well, I mean, maybe that's what you do once Doomsday Clock ends. I mean, what is a clock for? You know, it's telling time, but maybe it's counting down to something. And maybe we, we have that, you know. Well, I mean, in the traditional political science world of Doomsday Clock, it's the, end of the, it's the end of the world. So you're counting down to the end of the world. Okay, imagine if DC just did something as crazy as just for all for once Doomsday Clock hits, no more stories for a whole calendar year. Like wow. DC just stops. <laughs> I don't know if you could do that. Yeah, I don't think, no, yeah, you can. But imagine if they did do that. That would be crazy. Wow. Imagine the balls to do that. <laughs> and then like a year from now just come back, DC's back. <laughs> <laughs> like th- that'd be the greatest just Social media just outrage, like, what's happening? That would be insane. People would lose their shit, and it would be exciting. Because that takes me back to, like, the death of Superman. I remember looking at Funeral for a Friend. Um, I can't remember the exact issue number, but it was Funeral for a Friend Part 9. And there was Superman flying off into the heavens. And at the bottom, it said the end. And, of course, back then, we didn't have the internet. You didn't even have friends to talk to about comics. And it was just like, oh, my God. That's it. No more Superman. He's what gone. am I gonna do? <laughs> uh, okay, Chris, what, what what are you excited about for this coming 2019? All right. So the big thing, the top thing that I'm most excited for is 
uncanny X-Men. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. I mean, like, as Rafa pointed out, this this uh, the 23rd of January, if I remember correctly, we get the first annual, which it, it's exciting because we already got the return of Cyclops. Um, spoilers, but, I mean, extermination, exterminated? No, extermination. Extermination. Uh, X-Men extermination number five. It sent the 05 back, gave us Kid Cable, and Kid Cable shares a root beer with his dad, Cyclops. Uh, the big mystery is, well, wait a second. He's in the Josh Whedon costume from Astonishing X-Men. So what's going on? Is he time displaced? Uh, did he, you know, what, what happened? Why? How? So this issue is supposed to give us a little bit of an explanation. Uh, then right after that, he comes back into the X-Men comics, starting with issue 11. Um, so we're going to see, what was it? You, devastation, right? Devastation. <clears throat> so we're going to see the devastation happen. And then we're going to issue 12 is right off the bat to team up with Wolverine. Yeah, the last X-Men. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I'm excited for that. I, I, I'm genuinely excited for X-Men again. Like I haven't felt this. I mean, I was excited when they were going to do Uncanny X-Men number one. I was like, all right, cool. This feels like a return to form. But it was funny because I know Ralph and I would have side conversations and we were, I was always talking, I was like, I kind of get this feeling that they're bringing the 90s suits back. Yeah. And it totally looks like that. I mean, we see Cyclops in his 90s costume with the silver visor, and I'm digging it. You know, Wolverine's in the brown costume, you know. He got rid of his his chef suit from the Return of Wolverine. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'm going to be a hero again. So I'm excited for that. Um, very, very stoked. Uh, as you guys have pointed out too, Doomsday Clock. Yes, I want this story I want it to end because I'm hopeful for the JSA. Um, but then I'm nervous because, and again, with Stargirl, the, the TV show, uh, which is something else I'm looking massively forward to, like the DC Universe uh, application or DC whatever. Universe yeah. app, yeah, streaming that, streaming platform. I am so excited about that. I mean, there's so many shows that are potentially coming. I really enjoyed Titans, even though I'm like, behind the curve on that one um i've just enjoyed what i've seen I'm out with young justice outsiders that looks great but obviously with star girl happening there's gonna have to be something going on with the jsa mm-hmm. so i'm very curious but i i feel bummed because it's like does that mean it should be justice society the old 40s guys or should it be jsa the revived early 2000s group which is the jsa i fell in love with so i'm rooting for them um so those are some major things there uh, I'm I'm the, the continuing adventures of Grant Morrison on Green Lantern. I'm enjoying it. I was kind of scared and nervous to see him write the book because sometimes Grant Morrison can get just very like out there. Yeah. But I like the direction he's taking. How I like that he's exploring, you know, kind of what the old astronauts of the you know the space race were talking about, where it's like, yeah, it's kind of hard to care about you know some of the things here on Earth when you've seen the universe, and it's like. Shit, yeah. I mean, Hal has gone to the farthest known galaxies. He's seen other life. He's been the specter, you know? So, I mean, it's like, <laughs> how does this guy going to be like, you know, now it's like everybody gives him shit like, oh, you don't even have an apartment. You you, you dropped out of the Air Force again. It's like, yeah, but I've also, I've, I've seen worlds live and die, you know? That's true. So, I mean, how can I go back to like Sunday comics when I've already read all of Infinite Crisis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? So that's definitely up there. Um, I tried to sit down and, and compile some more lists and things that I was thinking about. So I guess, honestly, it, it comes down to this year will probably get us to the end of the Tom King Batman run. So I'm very excited to see what's going to happen when we get issue 100 and then the fallout all the way to issue 105. Uh, Captain America by Tenesti Coates. Again, this guy is killing it. This is His Captain America feels like the sequel to Ed Brudebaker's Captain America. And Ed Brubaker's Captain America was perfect. So this is exciting to see more of that. 
Um, I, I guess that's really kind of about it. You know, obviously the further adventures of my favorite heroes, like I'm, I'm sure now today with blue and gold being reunited, we're going to get that, that ongoing series. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the announcement. I mean, come on, <laughs> but um, I'm excited for those. So definitely the, the TV shows from the DC universe app. Um, and then of course the movies, I mean, Avengers Endgame. Uh, duh. I mean, we know we're all excited for that, so I can't wait. Shazam. I'm going to be honest, uh, Captain Marvel, I'm not, I mean, I, I, of course I'll go see it, but it's just not jumping out at me. But you mentioned Shazam, and I'm really happy. Like this year, it comes out on my birthday. That's going to be awesome. So, I mean, <laughs> guys, I hope you're available that day. We're going to go watch Shazam. And it's the comic's be awesome. been good so far. Yeah. The first I still haven't started yet. It's good. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, it's funny because I know you and I talked about that, Mitch. Uh, Dell Eaglesham is on the art chores on there. I, I love it. I mean, he, he did some uh, Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. He did some JSA. He's worked a lot with Jeff Johns. So for me, it's it's neat seeing him on the book. I think it's a great application, but I know you were kind of like, oh, it just didn't it, grab you. Yeah, it doesn't grab me, but I, I do remember his, his stuff from, from Kyle and, and – and, uh JSA, yeah. so. But I do agree. He can sometimes draw, like, sometimes you look at some of the people, and they do look a little bit cartoony. Mm-hmm. But I think that works for Shazam. Oh, it definitely works you for know? Shazam. So, yeah, I'm yeah. excited to see him there. So what about you? What are your big, uh, yeah, big excitements? Everything you guys mentioned so far is definitely what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I want, I can't wait for the end of Heroes of Crisis, Heroes in Crisis. I think, yeah. I think I personally enjoy the story so far. Um, I like that there's stakes, or at least it feels like there's stakes, and there's yeah. something actually happening. Uh, also, Young Justice. Young Justice is going to be awesome. That I mean, that was my book. Like, yeah, when that was out, I yeah. have that whole run. I have you know just about everything about it. Who's your favorite fa- character? Uh, on on that, ooh, my favorite character was probably Tim. Tim Drake. Tim Drake's a uh, Robin in that. Like, I I loved the way that he took control of that team. Yeah, but great job. But I also liked Arrowette. I liked uh, Empress. Like th- that character, Empress, was just out of nowhere. Like straight up. Like, and yeah. we didn't really get a lot of backstory for her other than her father being a, a federal agent. But you know, the idea of these kids were. What they were doing, and I've talked about this with Chris before. Is like I read books now when it's a kid team, and I'm like, these kids are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just because I'm older. Uh, but yeah, like the, the the that kid team was 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 great, and you know, obviously they wrote those characters much younger than they did in the rest of the DC universe. Like yeah. Tim Drake was much older in a Batman book than he was in yeah. the Young Justice book. Same with uh, uh, Connor Kent. Um, did you have a favorite character? On the team, Tim. Tim, yeah. Tim, like it's one of those things where people are talking about who's your favorite, uh, who's your favorite Robin. Tim. And <laughs> honestly, at the end of the day, Dick gets a lot of the stuff. People right. like Jason for some reason, but Tim will forever be the best Robin. Yeah, hands down. Oh, that's very true. I mean, Dick's a great character, and I love Nightwing. But yeah, Tim. Tim's always gonna be my, my Robin. Well, the thing I always like about with Tim, he wanted to be Robin. Yeah, he doesn't want to be like, Batman. I mean, yeah, you know, Robin's always been an orphan, and. Tim wasn't, I mean, obviously because of the job and the unfortunate nature that it led to him being an orphan, but he was the one who was like, no, like he's the one who did the job that Robin's supposed to do. Save Batman. Save Batman. Ground yep. Batman. Keep yep. him Keep him here. Yeah, he did the right And talk stuff. about a character that just proved himself time and time again. I mean, who held it down during the Cataclysm event? That's right. Tim did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I loved it when, when Tim like kind of shows up. That he's on par with detective skills with with Batman yeah. like kind of thing. So, uh, I, remember, I remember reading his uh, Red Robin run when he was the Red Robin, 
and a lot of that was squaring off against uh, Rachel Ghoul. And I just loved when it culminated and it ended. And Rachel Ghoul was like, you did good, <laughs> detective. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he doesn't call anybody just that. This is awesome. Uh, over on the other side, I definitely, I, the idea of champions uh, once again. Once again, another kid team. Like, champions <laughs> one is starting up again. Uh, see how they go with that. The There's a new daredevil right yes okay so there you true. go the oh new daredevil God, book thank you yeah i can't believe i let that chip yeah i was gonna say, I was wondering why you didn't say it but yeah and actually if you don't mind then uh chip zardaski and mark bagley are gonna team up and i love and bagley it, art yeah well and this one's gonna be such an interesting run it's gonna it, it's a spider-man book i forget what it's called but it's basically gonna go back to like i think spider-man was created in 1962 so it's gonna be like okay here's the life of peter parker at the age of 16 or however old he was Back in 1962, and let's see it progress wow. in real time. That's wow. cool. That's yeah. Cool. So, I mean, it's like like Chip Zardaski is going to draw the covers. Bagley's going to do the interiors. This is just going to be phenomenal. I'm looking forward <laughs> what to What else has series. Bagley done? I've never heard of Oh, that. he did the Ultimate Spider-Man. Like, yeah, he did all of, pretty much all of oh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. All right. Um, the most recent Ben Riley book. He, he did some of it. He did the start. He didn't. Get oh, to he, stay didn't, he on didn't stay it. on it. Yeah. Okay. He uh, he's stay. always been in the Spider-Man stable. Like, okay. if you go back to the Clone Saga, he was definitely one of the artists okay. on that one. I think he might be. I think he is the co-creator of Kane. I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he definitely did Ultimate Spider-Man. He's just his art is perfect, and he's he's quick, man. Oh, very quick. I mean, this guy can be like, you want how many pages? All right, give me fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so then that that brings me to my 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 last thing is that Spider-Man. I'm just so interested in what they're going to do with the Spider-Man and the whole Spider family in this next coming year. Well, that Craven image is coming up. That Craven image. So yeah, definitely a new last hunt. I guess. <laughs> uh, From the last hunt to the Grim hunt, this is the hunting season <laughs> <laughs> so then yeah so the you know what the fallout from spider-verse if that's gonna have more of a thing is fallout, fallout from spider Genin. you know what you know what what does all this well, mean for peter parker and the rest of the spiders we were talking about teaming up spiders here yeah. a second ago i mean well like i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie like i was very excited for spider again i was very nervous and i mean you know obviously ben riley's one of my favorites and he he survived the story but i kind of felt like spider Geddon fell flat like it culminated at three and then four and five just kind of like, oh, yeah, we got to finish this book. So I, I, I agree. But for me, when I got into it, I knew it was going to be just the fun. Like, oh, here's some in- intensity. I never took it too seriously. Well, I didn't like, but even then, like just on the, the story of its own, because like I said, like we were talking about Miles. Like to me, this story should have been a real showcase for Miles Morales. It didn't feel like it. Like it definitely did a lot for Spider-Man, the, yeah. the, the, the superior Spider-Man, yeah. Doc Ock. Like if you're his if that's your favorite character, oh man, that story's fantastic. But for the rest of them, it was kind of like, yeah, here you go. And that's the hard part because there's so many great spider people yeah. stories, so many great characters, and yeah, it's it, it's it's hard to. Ju- it's kind of like that's why I loved the Avengers when Josh Whedon did the movie. He was able to take all these characters and mm-hmm. give them enough screen mm-hmm. time. So I mean, I feel like that's what we need for this. But we need like a core spider team. Right, right. And who would be your core spider team? So of course you'd have Peter. Mm-hmm. I'd put Kane in there just because you love Kane. I love Kane. <laughs> I put Ben in there. Yeah, yeah. I put Miles in there. Yeah. Um, kind of like think back to the Green Lanterns. Like they have seven, right? So I think seven. <laughs> right. So who else would we put in there? So you gotta have Silk. 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 Yeah, you mentioned her. Uh, I kind of like. I think take Julia, and she's kind of like your Oracle. 
Okay. You know, okay. you could put her in that. In She's that your, your, your man in the chair. Yeah. So what do we got? Is that five? That's six. That'd be six. six. So what do we give the next one a spider, Gwen? Or is there another spider that's more deserving? Is she? Is no, we go eight. Six? We can go eight because how many legs do spiders have? Ah. Uh, uh, justification. Take that, Sinister Six. Uh, <laughs> we give it to Gwen and Miles. And now we. No, he already had Miles. Oh, you yeah, already had Miles? Yeah, so Peter. Wait, so you got to have Gwen there. Peter, then. Miles, Kane, Ben, ben Silk. Uh, Julia. Julia. Rhino. Not a spider. But I don't okay. care. <laughs> no, I, I kind of like. I so wanted like, to play like, with... like when Clayface joined the Bat Family. Yeah, I kind of think of that. Like it's like who could you get? But you know, you want to give somebody that redemption. No, you want to give then give it to the Superior to Doc Ock. Yeah, oh, yeah, screw that, him. I, I think so. Book. Dude, come on. He, he was how long was he Superior Spider Man, and he True. did such a great job yeah. at it. Well, would no, you have, well, especially with him and Ben working together for Spider Geddon, I could. So, see would ben you bring lobbying. back Superior Spider Man, or would you use Superior Octopus? I would think he'd want to stay Superior Octopus, and you just keep it that way. Yeah. But but obviously he's in a clone body from from Peter Parker. Yeah, Pete. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I like that. Ant May. <laughs> <laughs> but the one from Spider Verse, the one yeah, Spider May, the one that's uh, essentially Alfred. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. And then you know, in further down the line, 2020, look for uh, Marvel's parental guidance. Oh, you don't know about that story? Oh, you'll know about it eventually. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, so quick thing. So Newsarama beat us to it. They were looking at it as well. So they pulled down Bendis's 2019 teasers. So if you've got a minute, let's see here. So we have the image of Batman Beyond drawn by Michael Avon Oming. So Oming and Bendis work together a lot. Uh, an image of Wonder Woman. They don't know who the artist is. Next up, it's a close-up of Commandy, which we called that one. So that was a, from the comic book Commandy, The Last Boy on Earth, issue 29, where they saved the Superman suit. Uh, next up was a close-up of the cover to Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, issue 114. Uh, Lois competes with a villain named Thorn for Superman's affection. Uh, part or the fifth image was an Alex Mavley drawn Batman from 2013 during Scott Snyder's new 52 Batman run. Again, Bendis and Mavley they work a lot. Issue six or sorry, the sixth image was a close up of a of John Burns Omac. So continuing on the Kirby legacy there. Uh, issue seven was the close up of the Legion of Superheroes logo. Good eye, like I would not have guessed that. Uh, yeah, I was going like eight. Elongated Man or something. On the back. I kind of thought Plastic Man for a moment. Yeah. But I was like, well, if Mitch didn't jump on that, that's probably <laughs> not. Uh, number eight was a close-up of Wildfire's faceplate. Wildfire. Uh, possibly with Polar Boy's reflection. Uh, the ninth image was probably new art from Ivan Rise. And I can't believe I didn't think about this. What was the thing in the guy's hand? A pen. Yeah. Who's famous for being a pen-wielding superhero? J.J. Thunder. JJ. Johnny Thunder. So... Maybe that's some JSA stuff. You think that's a young Johnny Thunder? I don't know if Looking it's a, like fucking you know. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> maybe. Hey, considering the fact that there's a dead guy there, maybe this is somebody who's got the pen and he's using it the wrong way. You're like we kind of saw. You're giving the, the Thunder pen to Johnny Wick? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants his dog back, man. Come on. Give the guy one wish. <laughs> Uh, and then the tenth one was exactly that, uh, a close-up of John Kent in his new super suit. Awesome. So not bad. It looks like we, we did it between the ten of us there. I can't believe I missed the pen. No. I'm surprised. But hey. Uh, we definitely going on a whole John Wick thing. So. Yeah. But I am so stoked. Obviously, that's some JSA love. So there we go. <laughs> Hopefully, 2019 is the return of the original super team. <laughs> All right, so uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to us on the first issue of the 2019. Rafa, why don't you give us some of your social media goodness? 
So if you want to listen to me talk about comics whenever I read them, please check out Mobile Rafi on Twitter. That's M-O-B-I-L-E, Mobile Rafi, R-A-F-I-E, Entertainment on the Go. And then if you guys want to hear me talk about other cool things, also check out my YouTube, Mobile Rafi, same thing. Those are the main places to find me. Other than that, I love coming on here and talking with the fantastic Geek Elite. (laughs) And Chris? Let's see. You can find me on uh, the Twitters as at stuff. I should say should being spelled S H U D. And as you learned, I know nothing about Instagram, so you won't find me there at all. (laughs) Maybe 2019 will get him his own Instagram account. That's very kind of you, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia G E M. I believe I changed it to. And the reason why is because we are now Geek Elite Media. So nice. if you want to if you want to find us on Twitter, it's at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media will soon be our Facebook page. It's like it apparently there's like a six day waiting period when oh. you change your page name for some reason. Uh, but for right now, if you want to find archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts, go to geekleetradio.com. We will be eventually changing that, but you can probably still get to it by typing in geekleetradio.com. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the new Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.